0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely disappointing. I mean, uh, when you get to see an all-time great um, like him play, and I've kind of watched this game for a long time, feeling that I play a similar style. Um, you always want to compete against the best, um, but um, hopefully uh, he's healthy. It's not too bad. Um, he, I'm sure he'll come back from, from it uh, stronger than
2: he was before. And finally, we are back, baby. It's a Friday, and that means it is showing BK on the Chiefs. I see you, BK. Certains in the building looking beautiful. I just have had a beautiful – I've really, really gotten into um, a trail mix for some reason, minus raisins. And I just, I've just, I mean, they have so many different styles of them. I've got no, I this, the raisins. I hate raisins. I've got this sweetened. I think it says sweet and sassy. Uh, <laughs> that, that makes sense.
3: That actually <laughs> makes sense. Shut up.
2: It is. It's sweet and sassy, and and it's it's got a little uh, little toffee, but got a little Cajun spice to it. Like, oh, it's a butte, man. It's beautiful. I'm I'm feeling real good after that now. I'm in a like, good place.
1: I don't like nuts that much, really.
2: Oh God, it's got good spicy pennants. And then and, and and oh it's 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 tasty. It's it's tasty. I like to take them and just shake them in my hand and throw them back <laughs> and get down my shirt a little that bit. That also That's makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I like some. I've, I've emptied the tank here on it.
1: So you just like it because you can make a show of it while you're eating it. You can treat it like some dice in the ham before you throw it back. Well,
2: I like it because first of all, it's tasty, and the CVS down the street has uh, just a plethora of different <laughs> types. And and you're going and, to CVS for <laughs> your trail mix. Listen, I'm in Houston, Texas. There is nothing, nothing everything's 15 minutes away. The CBS <laughs> is three. Okay. The, lo- the, the local version, our version of, of, of V, is 15 minutes away. All right. So, so that, that's where I go. I go to CBS and I bang it up, but they've got a, they've got like six or seven different selections. They've got the sweet and sassy. They've got the original, they've got the straight up Cajun mix. They've got the, They've got the peanut butter and chocolate lovers. Oh, God, man.
3: Oh, that's a what go-to. These, that's the one. I can't believe that's not your go-to.
2: Well, you hey. obviously, you have what you have, and I'll have what I have. If you want to go chocolate, peanut butter, you can have it. I'm sweet and sassy.
1: You've got some very sensual flavors to trail mix at the CVS.
3: CVS is, <laughs> it's it's is very eclectic. one of a kind.
2: Shout out to the people at Siena. CVS, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. All right, listen, man. Um I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very disappointed um, in the liar of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm very disappointed in him. And really because I think this Rodgers news, him being out, is, is terrible for the Chiefs. I, I, I think this is, this is bad. This was a game to me that I think for not only Chiefs fans – but for them themselves, because there are going to be a segment of Chiefs fans who say, "I don't give a damn. I don't care how they win. Let's just win. Let's just get another win in the win column, and let's get above five hundred. Let's get five and four. Let's do it. I don't care how it happens if Aaron plays or not." But I think this was a chance to really see, all right, all right where are we? If we can, if we can handle a real Super Bowl contender like the Packers then we feel good. There's a level of confidence that comes with that. If not, then then we really like we really know where we are. And and I thought this was a chance to have that happen. A chance to to send a message. I don't even care to anybody else, but a message to themselves that all right, we can still we can still play with anybody in the in the league. And I think that chance is gone. I think they they should and better beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. And and I don't think they really gained much out of this because it's not really the litmus test that I think they could have gotten with Aaron Rodgers being there.
3: See, and I'm just totally on the other side. I of don't care who they play. I don't mm. care where they play them. At this point, this Chief season is not about making any sort of statements during the regular season about racking up the wins man i can't get greedy with this chiefs team right now because i'm still not positive they're gonna win on sunday i know they're a seven point favorite in vegas i don't know that i would pick them to cover that spread i actually wouldn't pick them to cover that spread against this Packers team. the packers are really good and if they had aaron Rodgers, i think the spread in vegas was like two points whatever he was was pick them pick
2: them in in some that's insane that's insane
3: it it it's absurd. It's absurd that the, the Packers weren't favored by at least three. They're a better football team than the Chiefs right now by a decent margin. They just beat the Cardinals on Thursday night football last week without any of their receivers, and the Cardinals were basically at full strength. The Packers were legitimately Randall Cobb. good. No, they had Randall Cobb. You take that back. All
2: right. They had Randall Cobb. I'm not going to take it back. I'm going to stick with it. For them.
1: I didn't didn't Randall score two touchdowns in that game? Yeah,
3: yeah on did. like twenty five yeah, yards.
2: <laughs> Randall Cobb is a borderline Packers Hall of Famer.
3: No, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that <laughs> sit for you. You can go ahead and take that no, one. I'm I'm borderline not borderline
2: Packers Hall of Famer.
3: look at the schedule coming up. It a little bit a little a little aggressive. He might be actually remembered that way in Green Bay, even though he yeah, probably there should. There we go. Play. Yeah. So, you look at the schedule coming up for the Chiefs, and I just don't know how you can possibly say, yeah, I wish they would have played Aaron Rodgers. You got the Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos. Okay. Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. Man, this schedule is a gauntlet coming up. And you wanted another test? Nah, man. I don't need any more tests than they need right now It's about racking up the wins. You got to find six more of them on your schedule. And if this became a little easier for the Chiefs, that's fine by me. We can go ahead and test them as they go forward with the Raiders on the road next week and then the Cowboys as well. They got tests coming up. I didn't need this to be harder than it needs to be.
2: You know what, BK and Serta? I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be consistent. See, this year for me is about winning a Super Bowl. That's it. That's what it's about. And I just have to need make to the playoffs
3: s- though to get there. Uh,
2: listen, yeah,
3: I, this
1: isn't uh, is a Super Bowl team right now.
2: Well, I'm just saying, listen, I'm not wavering off of what my what I'm looking at this season for. All right. And so what I'm looking at this season for is give me a show that this team can get to that. Now, if they can go and handle the real Packers, then I would feel like, okay, all right. All right, we're back on board. To me, this is just. This is just if they win the game, it's going to be another thing of I don't know anything about this team. I, I don't know if the, I don't have any proof or thought that this team can go and, and get to what I have expectations of this team. And, 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 and that's what it is for me about. I haven't changed that and, at all. And this game to me without Aaron Rodgers just is going to be like, eh,
3: it's like playing the Giants again. Well, yeah, yeah uh, that's good. I mean, they need those. They barely yeah. beat the Giants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you need games awful. like that where you can get a win, man. My I didn't God, learn a whole man. lot about, about the Chiefs against the Giants because the Giants no, are bad. Either. But yeah. I learned that they got back to 500. And and that's something they need to do. They just need to rack up wins right now. You need to get to five on Sunday. And then you need to beat Las Vegas to get to six. And then you want to test Ron? I've got a test for you against the Cowboys going into the bye week. That's a test for you. We'll find out a lot about the Chiefs yeah, there. Yeah. I didn't and, need unless, I don't need two of my next three weeks to be tested against Super Bowl contenders. Well, I'm good I'll without be, that. No, I'll be ticked off. That, that, and of
2: course we'll see. And he <laughs> won't be able to play in that game. That sorry, bad. I'm sorry. He's already got a hamstring thing. But I, I mean, like, no, I like I'm I i, like, I, I do not know about you. I don't know what this right now. I don't think you're right right now. I don't know if this team's a playoff team. And I had Super Bowl expectations. I was hoping this was a week to see. What they're about to see if they can play with teams like this, hell, I would have like BK, I would have been all right, even in a tight loss to show that they're playing with a group like this. But now it's just, all right, this is like playing the Eagles again or the, the, okay, not the Eagles, but the, the, the Redskins. That's not even their team name anymore. But the Washington football teams. So my, my
1: question would be then
2: what do you, what did you
1: need to see in this game? If it was with Aaron Rodgers that you haven't already seen in the other four games that they've lost this season against good football teams, like, we're eight weeks into this thing, and I'm picking the Packers to win, even with Jordan Love, because they've shown a better ability this season to adjust based on the personnel that they have than the Chiefs. And I thanks think the floor is gonna have a good game plan. So thanks. thanks a lot, Steve. The pick segment is at the end of the show so you're picking uh i I mean yeah but i but i've already done like three podcasts today where i i pick the packers over the Chiefs. i can give it away again
2: at the end of the the first one these people are listening to (laughs) you do it on but go ahead
1: no it's just that i've already seen it we're eight, eight games into this thing i kept saying it against the titans i said it against the bills um every other good team they've played this season where they have lost and not looked like a good football team, and then they play a bad football team on Monday night in the New York Giants, and they still look bad. That, to me, just says you're not a very good football team. We're still giving this team the benefit of the doubt because we know the ceiling for Patrick Mahomes is best player in the world, and so we still think that they can turn it around, but I'm saying that I'm eight weeks into this thing and I don't think they're a good football team, which is why I don't. It doesn't matter if it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. I'm still skeptical they're going to win this
3: game. So that's interesting because I'm kind of in between the two of you guys. Um, I am also skeptical Gross. of the team right now, but um, I, it's my favorite position to be in. Uh, the problem for tired. me, though, is I do still believe that they can be a high ceiling team once you get to the postseason. Like I, I do. I so think with they you can run. turn it on then. You think that's the to win? At some point. But you got to get there, right? Like, it, every time that you talk about the postseason for baseball, it's all about getting in. Get hot, get in and get hot. The Braves just proved that when they won the World Series, right? They didn't get above five hundred until August 6th. Think about that, man. They played four months of baseball without getting above five hundred at any point until the month of August. They got hot at the right time, won the World Series. Now, obviously, that's different than playing football and being in a one-game setting once you get in. But... Nonetheless, that's what you got to do. You got to find a way to get in. And right now, the reason why against the Packers, I'm fine with them going up against an opponent that's not at 100%. It's because they got to get in. And it's getting harder and harder to get in based on the schedule that lies ahead for them because they did fail early on. They did not live up to expectations against any of the four AFC playoff teams that they went up against. So, yeah, now you've got to start racking these things up down the stretch. And the Packers being an easier win than we expected it to be, that's a great thing for the Chiefs because I'm not judging this team based on what they're doing in week nine in early November I'm judging them based on what they're doing in week 16, 17, and into the postseason when it really starts to matter. So I I just want them to win. I don't care if this is a 10 to 7 game. I, I that's, that's an A plus effort. That, that's all you got to do it's right, right now. Right now, everything is pass fail for the Chiefs.
2: Yeah. See, that's where I, I think that's where we differ is you're like, just get in. No, I want to see a sign of this team can actually be a real contender before
3: you even get there like I want to see a sign of it and but don't you have other opportunities like the Cowboys and at the Chargers and at the Bengals uh, don't those all have the opportunity to be there
2: there are other opportunities sure but this is I mean this is the one that's in front of them right now and I and and like I said before in the opening of this I think they need it like I I think the Chiefs need to know that they are still the Chiefs. Like I, like I, I think they need they need a game to show them, oh, we can still go and play with anybody because I, I think the Titans game shook them. Like I mean, they just got absolutely torched, and they couldn't do nothing offensively against a team that's not great defensively, and then they turned around and, and played an odd game against the Giants too. I think they need a confidence boost within them and i just need to see something that shows to me that this is this is a team that can that can elevate itself to that cuz right now like this game here i'm just going to be like all right they're 5 and 4 they win this game and it's like all right even the like even the raiders aren't going to do anything for me like I, I like like the cowboys game is the next one mm-hmm. right like the, the the raiders to me are they're smoke and mirrors. Like, I, it, 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 I'm not impressed by them. The Cowboys, that's the next one. But this one, this one you go and beat – they go and beat Aaron Rodgers and that Packers team. Like, at that point, okay, we're the Chiefs again. We're back. We can go.
3: But now it's going to be – they're playing the fight and Jordan loves. But what if they lose that game against Aaron Rodgers? I guess that's that's maybe where we diverge because I think they were going to lose if Aaron Rodgers was on the other sideline going into Sunday's game. And if they, if they do lose that game, I think it just sends you further into that despair. Whereas now, I think they've got a obviously, no breaking news here, a much better chance to go into that one on Sunday and win. Maybe. Maybe. Blow my head off.
2: I don't want to get shot in the stomach and slide and slowly bleed to death. Blow my head off. Let me know. Let me know where we are. Actually, Lord, actually, don't actually let's not that happen. I still got a few things that I want to do, but I'm just saying I'm not about no slow dip. Let me know. Right. I, like, I want to get my ass kicked 70 to nothing.
3: And so I can go on about my business and know where we are. Hey, I'm a Mizzou fan. Trust me when I say you don't want that. Saturday, I'm watching Mizzou play Georgia. I have to write about that game afterwards. It's a 39 and a half point line in that one. Trust me when I say you don't want that. You might say you want that. I promise you you don't want it. Yeah, let's 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 shut
1: up. A little bit. It's uh it's good for business if they at least stay competitive. Uh and, and good, they're, for they're gonna my, be. good for my
2: viewing pleasure as well. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I I think they would be competitive in the Packer game, I think, at home. I'm just saying, if they lose it, as BK said, okay, that's fine. But I I just want to know now, like, I don't want to get false and faked. Oh, boy, they beat the Packers, and now they're five and four. They beat the Packers without Aaron. And they're going to play the Raiders. Oh, boy, they're six six and four. Well, now they played
1: the Packers without
2: Aaron oh, here we go, there they go, and now they play the Cowboys, and then they got shellacked by the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. They just played some, you know, some average to below average team. So, I, like I, to me, I, I think this was a test for them that I think not only did Chiefs fans need to – because I think Chiefs fans, they want to get some confidence to say to themselves, all right, man, we,
3: we can still play. Because right now I don't think Chiefs fans have any confidence. There's not a game that shows them that. See, that's the thing that I would disagree with you on is I actually think, like, I'm not expecting this to happen. But if the Chiefs go out there and lay 40 on the Packers, I don't think it matters that Aaron Rodgers isn't on the other sideline. I think Chiefs fans' faith has very little to do with the defense right now. Now, there's still some criticism out there that fair or otherwise is there. But for the Chiefs fans, it's all about Patrick Mahomes and what this offense is doing right now. And if they go out there and put 40 up on Sunday, man, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play defense. Their defense is basically whole minus Jair Alexander, who's maybe going to miss the entire season. If they put 40 up, no, no questions asked by me. That's going to have a lot of confidence uh, for a lot of Chiefs fans that are out there. That's what I'm talking about. That's that fake now. That's that fakeness. That's that fakeness.
2: You go, in there, fake and be, you go in there and They're, blow them out. You go in there and blow them, them out with Aaron. If they put up 40, let's go. Aaron, Aaron makes them a completely different team, offensively and defensively. In a completely different space, offensively
3: and defensively.
2: Like it, it's just false. Yeah, we went in. Yeah, we put 40 on them. Woo!
3: Oh, if they Jordan, put 40 on, I'm going to be insufferable next week. The Chiefs are back in their one in the Super Bowl. That's, that's what I thought they were
1: going to do on Monday. Because and that's, I've got yeah, more respect just for sucked. you
2: than that. I've got more respect for you than that. Than if Jordan Love goes and takes a dump in front of Arrowhead
3: like I believe he will. Uh, it, it,
2: it, come on now.
3: I, I believe mean, I, in their institutional stability too much to think that they're just going to go in there and lay a stinker against the Chiefs. What are you talking about? Institutional stability. What the hell are you talking about? The Packers. I
2: believe in their institution. Yeah. they got a good organization right now. Thank God, you're sounding like, you sound like you're a goals group in a group home. Their institutional <laughs> stability. Good God Almighty. I'm a nerd, no, man. I just what don't do think it's a good thing. I, this is a test they should have had. All right, we do this every week. When the Chiefs have the ball, baby, when they're on offense, um, I think one thing they found in that pathetic performance for their standards offensively against the Giants is teams have been inviting them, almost begging them, daring them to run the football, and it looked like they had some success until Andy said, nope, don't want to do that anymore. I want to throw it but it looked like they had some success there. And maybe, maybe because of that success, BK, that's something they can revisit.
3: Yeah. Did you know the chiefs are sixth now in the NFL in rushing yards per carry sixth. They're one of the best running teams in the league. They looked great when they decided to do it last week against New York. Now they didn't do it very much for whatever reason, but when they were doing it, it was super effective against them. The offensive line looked like it was getting a nice little jump, and they looked like they were a unit that gained a little bit of confidence in doing so. Football Outsiders, one of those nerdy numbers websites, Ron, that I know you love, uh, they put something together called uh, the Power Success Rate, which basically means, hey, third, fourth, and short, how good are you? The Chiefs are literally the best team in the NFL this year in those situations. There's nobody better than them at converting third and fourth and short or once they get down to the goal line. If you've got a short yardage situation, hey, baby, get behind Trey Smith and let's go forward. They've been great in those spots. Do it more. Quit this outside zone run stuff. Run it right up the gut. Run more counter. Run more trap stuff. You can get this inside, and with the running backs that you have right now with Daryl Williams and Frank Gore's grandson, you've got a real opportunity here to be able to make a little bit of hay that way. Teams are playing you this way because they're daring you to run it, and they don't believe you will. Take them up on that. Go ahead and call their bet and see what it looks like. And I have a feeling, Ron, I can't believe I'm saying this. This team has Patrick Malms, and I'm telling them to run it more. But it's true. I have a feeling if they decide to do that against Green Bay, who, by the way, has one of the worst run defenses in all of football, that's probably their best path to success on Sunday. So Whoa. run it more. You should finish this game <laughs> with like thirty carries combined from your running backs. I, I think that's your best path to success on Sunday.
2: Well, they don't seem to be able to solve too high safety consistently any other way, right? Like, like them running the football seemed to be the most consistent way that we've seen that them be able to solve that. And how about it? it looked like your defense got to rest because they were sitting over there and you were picking up first downs and they weren't out there and the time of possession wasn't completely out of whack like it was against Tennessee and like it was against Buffalo and like it was against other teams. So, yeah, I mean, if, if they can't, which as you, you went with, you can't believe you're saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this. If Andy and Eric can't solve how to, how to attack with a passing game of uh, too high safety, they seem to have some success doing it with a run game. And 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 that defensive line is better than what the Packers are bringing in with Leonard Williams and company. So, I, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. They should run the football. And there was a drive there where they scored a touchdown where Frank Gore's grandson was able to get in. And, like, they just ran it the whole way, really. And the only time they didn't have real success was when they tried to pass it. They ran it the whole way. They gave it to them. And they and and they got in and they wasted time and they kept their defense off the field and they scored a touchdown and and I hadn't seen Orlando Brown look more happy at that <laughs> point being able to run block because he's terrible at the other thing. Good. Well, God, that was a bad decision. Uh, so right, t- some, t- some of that's on Mahomes strong. as
3: well. I do I, I do, do want to add one yeah. other thing to to this conversation, Ron. I know that this is a team that Chiefs fans certainly don't remember fondly. But in in 2018, the 2019 postseason, the New England Patriots kind of shuffled their identity over the course of the the season, and by the playoffs, they were a run first team. They had Tom Brady as their quarterback, but they were riding Sony Michelle to the Super Bowl that postseason, and it worked, man. They, they a lot of teams played them at least somewhat similarly to the way that the, that teams are playing the Chiefs right now. And they ended up scoring a whole hell of a lot of points by running the football and then on third and three, third and four, throwing it short to Julian Edelman and uh, Rob Gronkowski and finding a way to maneuver down the field. That might be the Chiefs formula, at least right now. And after a while, if you do that consistently, teams are going to get out of this more often than they have. And then maybe you can revert back to your old offense more so. But for the here and now, Start running it. Be super physical. You've got, as you mentioned, Ron, the personnel up front. Orlando Brown loves playing this way. Trey Smith would love to just get super aggressive and physical up front. Creed Humphrey's been great for them. He's been one of the best centers in football so far this year. Just go behind them. Allow them to carry you for a week or two. See what it looks like. If it works, great. Maybe you get these teams out of that too high shell. If it doesn't work, then what are you out? You know you're going to be pretty successful with it. So, a worst-case scenario, at least you've had a pretty efficient running
2: game. Yeah, and, and for me, another thing when the Chiefs have the ball this week against the Packers, what the hell is going on with Travis Kelsey? Uh, seriously, what, what is that? Four for 27 last week? The week before, seven for 65? Four for 27? They dropped back 48 times. And Pat threw the ball 48 times. When a defense that the Giants played the same damn near every single snap, you knew what they were going to do. And Travis Kelsey got four for 27 and a critical fumble in the game. They've got to fix that and fix him. What the hell is going on with Travis Kelsey and, and, and not being able to get him involved? It's one thing to not be able to, to attack the two high safety, and they struggle with that. But but Travis, like, you can't get him going either? Like, that, like
3: that's, thank, that's ridiculous to me. That's got to get fixed. And to me, that's a big part of their inability to figure out what they're going up against right now is not getting him involved because you should have a lot of opportunities right there in the middle of the field, and that's where, for most of his career, Travis Kelsey's been great. Yes. For whatever reason, they just can't seem to find him. It's it's so strange right now. And I was going back and forth on the broadcast on Monday night, Ron, between the main one and then watching the Mannings, and Peyton said early on, this was like the second quarter, multiple times, they've got to find a way to get Kelsey involved. They've got to find a way to get Kelsey involved. He just kept saying it. He was like, hey, you know, some of these guys, it's like shooters in basketball, right? You want to get them their shots early on because then they can, they can stay – They can stay involved. They feel the rhythm of the game. And if they don't get those early shots, they just kind of drift and drift and drift. And then suddenly you lose them later on when you need them. And it felt like that was the case for Kelsey in that one. He just never was part of the game. And then late when he finally started getting his opportunities, I think he tried to make a little too much happen with it. And that's where the fumble took place because he was like, oh, if I don't make it happen right now, I don't know when my next shots coming." it was just a weird game from him from the very beginning and i think some of it has to be placed at his feet Each didn't seem yeah there. he, he, looked, didn't seem he with looks
2: him he looks lost like he looks he looks like a, a hitter that is in between the fastball and the breaking ball like he just he can't figure he can't figure out anything and and it, and, it, and you can tell and we haven't seen this fellas in a long time but you you're starting to see frustration kelsey yep. and 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 that's when you kind of lose him and he's been a really good leader and has turned the corner on the immature nature of Travis kelsey but this looked like you remember kelsey a couple years ago sir I think we were both at this game you remember kelsey against the colts where where he looked like like he put his hands on eric me? You thought that maybe these two were about to go or something on the sideline. Like it, it feels like we're getting that close to that Kelsey uh, because he's getting frustrated and he's not used to this. And I, and and frankly, I don't even understand it. I mean, the I mean, there are clear holes that that you should attack in this style of defense. And two of those, and one of those clear holes is the middle of the field where he operates and they cannot get him the ball but for four touches, seven targets for the game. What did Tyreek get, 18? Seven targets for the game, four catches, 27 yards.
1: I I do. Obviously, he needs to touch the football more, and I think the frustration you can kind of feel bleeding over for everybody. But when I think of, like, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes' relationship, and Kelsey was even honest about it earlier this season when he said that Andy – has kind of given him the the free will to kind of freestyle some things. Like, you know, he can, he can communicate with Pat, and like they've got this, you know, unspoken connection where they know each other so well, like, oh, once it's time to just get open, it's like, okay, that dude's going to be open. Kelsey's going to find a way to get open. And so I think that these struggles with Patrick Mahomes, the pass blocking, him breaking the pocket, him fading too much, Forcing the ball. I think all of that stuff plays into all of it. It it all plays a role in what they're trying to accomplish. And it's why they're all struggling. Like, I think back to like prime Antonio Brown with Ben Roethlisberger, where when Ben could actually still move around and he wasn't just a statue in the pocket and Ben would roll out and he'd break the pocket and the play would break down. It was always for a big play to Antonio Brown because because a B knew when Ben breaks the pocket, just get open and he go get open. Travis Kelsey has done a lot of that with Patrick Mahomes over the last couple of years. And so when it's all struggling, I think that like Kelsey within the structure of the offense is just kind of struggling because that unspoken miscommunication like freestyle get open type of play. Just none of it's working and it's affecting Travis Kelsey actually just trying to run like in the structure
2: of the offense but something's happened recently because like the charger game for instance they were in that too high safety and they were still able to get kelsey involved in the game like something something has occurred where something's
3: off and and like they got it they got to fix that i mean they i, do I mean they one thing worth monitoring i don't know if you guys have noticed this at all and it might be maybe i'm making something up that's not there he doesn't look as explosive to me this year um, I he, he doesn't look like the same athletic freak that he was earlier on in his career and that's been slowly happening over time he's winning now with routes even more so than he is with athleticism but it, it does look a little different Um, I'm not seeing him running away from people the way that he has in the past and I'm not sounding alarm bells or anything, but he's 32 years old. This is to be expected. It was gonna happen at some point in time, and I do wonder if instead of being the clear cut, obvious, no doubt about it, best tight end in football, maybe he's just one of the really best tight ends in football. Like he's in that group of the best tight ends in football now. Yeah,
2: I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if it's there now, but I think
3: it's trending towards that direction. I'm not ready to say that yet
2: I I've seen plays this year where he's like the Ravens the Ravens game where he just took that to the hell I've seen stuff where he's still explosive he just he just looks like you said the first time he looks like he gets in the game and early in the game here recently he's not been involved and then he's getting frustrated and more frustrated and it's building and it's building and it's building and he's just not in it Right. And they and, and all the little plays that they've done for years that people know like that's that 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 little shuffle pass, that's that like people read that all the time. That's not working. He's getting tackled right on the catch. Like all the little sneaky plays they're doing, is it working? And I and I'm telling you by it feels like by second quarter, third quarter, because he's not involved earlier and he's frustrated, he's got himself completely He's like he's he's fighting with himself and you know the game plan as well. So I'm not I'm not ready to to say like, man, I, I think he's lost a step. His his athleticism has come down. I like I, I think he's just it just he gets into these games where he's not involved early and mentally he can't like he he's out or something like that. It was Monday was the worst I've seen it in a long time. Monday yeah. looked like. Uh, a while back, and I, I mean I think that goes to my my next thought is, and it kind of mirrors what what him, what with him. like Travis Kelsey was so much fun to watch. And the whole chiefs offense was so much fun to watch. like this is honestly maybe the worst thing in sports. Like this may be the worst thing in sports. The chiefs have just become boring to watch offensively. And man, they may, they may, they may be in games where it's 40 to 45 or something, but they were fun to watch. Like you could understand why everybody wanted them on Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football, the big three o'clock game, because they were fun to watch. You may see some stuff you hadn't seen before. Now, man, they just regular as hell. Like they it's like the Golden State Warriors turned into the Detroit Pistons. That's what we're watching. The Chiefs with the Detroit Pistons. Just broke and boring and old Derek. Derek rose out there and i mean it's just bad it's just it's just not fun to watch and that is that's just terrible for sports like i think we all need a hug we all need that to just get better that they're just they, they just become one of the most boring teams to watch play offensive football and i never thought i would ever think to say that with patrick mahomes
3: and andy Reid as a part of this team And the reason why is because the explosive plays are just gone. And this is – it's almost like um, in baseball where you've got a team that is hitting the ball all over the yard, and then the shift comes in and people start seeing, okay, well, if we shift them this way, it's going to take away the way that they play. And then suddenly as a fan base, you're like, kid, you please just lay the bunt. Just lay the bunt down the third baseline. That's all you got to do to get on base. And that's what we were all saying for Patrick Mahomes is, hey – just take everything underneath. Just take everything underneath. Please just start doing this. And then the Chiefs did that on Monday night. It was the lowest ADOT, average average depth of target, he's had in his entire career. He had more passes at or behind the line of scrimmage than any quarterback in any game since at least 2016 when that tracking started. So they started going with the short passing game, and that was boring to watch. The way that teams are playing them right now has almost forced them into this place I think the Chiefs of old, though, would have found a way out of it. Like, you would have had Kareem Hunt finding a way to make big plays either in the running game or the passing game. Tyreek Hill would have ran a drag underneath and then ran it 70 yards for a touchdown. Ron, right now, if you're looking at the the rate of explosive plays for the Chiefs this year, it's 7% of their pass plays end up being an explosive play. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans Have a higher rate of explosive plays than the Chiefs this year. There are only four teams that are lower than them right now. That's the boring stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just,
2: that's the part that eats me up. It's just watching them offensively. They're just not, it's not entertaining. It's just
3: the category they're in is with Atlanta, um, New Orleans, the Giants, and the Steelers. Like those it's are like, the teams that are bunched up with you in chicago it, it, i forgot it to mention chicago it's like, it's like
2: marty it's like marty ball doesn't even try to throw the ball it's like yeah, gunther no. cunningham is running this i don't know man that 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 that's just disheartening
3: that uh, like that's do what you i think was they can there. get it back i guess that's my question is like do you think they can get that back or is that just gone because in some ways i i do wonder if like that was just the first the first part of this era right i like 2007, you had the Tom Brady year where he was breaking records left and right. And eventually, like the early 2010s, they got back to some of that, not to the same degree, but they did have explosive offenses again. But can you recapture that? Or is that part of this era of Chiefs football just gone?
2: No, yeah, yes, I think it can because we've seen too many glimpses of it even this year. Like we've seen glimpses Have of, we though? I, I mean think- – yeah, I mean Tyreek has had big plays. We've seen Kelsey have some big plays. Now lately, it's just been really boring. But no, I mean they've they've had they've had moments. It was just so consistent uh, in, in in years past. So I think you can still because they're those guys haven't just aged out of nowhere and just completely fallen off a cliff. Like I mean, so yeah, I still I still think they can rekindle it. It's just. The part that's scary is it just feels like they can't figure out, like, schematically what's being done to them and how to attack it. And that, and that part is hard for me to believe that they can't figure out. Like, that's, I think that's where I, I lend on it is I just can't be convinced that those, those guys can't figure out how to schematically understand what people are doing to them and to be able to execute and find the holes that can, that can result in big plays out of out of what what teams are trying to do to him. So no, I don't think it's gone. I think that can still come back. It's just it's just really frustrating to sit here and watch. Like come on, man. Like the, this damn Giants team is three and out. They got you going three and out. You can't score in the second half. You can you can muster field goals. Get out of here, man. It's just it's just stupid. It's just I'm getting frustrated thinking about these drives right now.
3: Sir, are you with Ron or do you think that this is even if it's just to a degree gone.
1: Well, I, these things do have an expiration date, right? Like, like the show on turf, just kind of hit a wall eventually where guys lose a step and, you know, Kurt Warner went downhill and that team kind of fell apart or whatever. And then Kurt Warner bounced back like a few years later or whatever. The difference here is that you think that Mahomes is the best player in football, and that's always going to make you competitive. And, I think the reality is that the chiefs might have just tried to extend this window for too long. And assuming that he's good enough, as long as these guys are still good, we can keep doing this for another year or another two years or whatever. And they haven't done well enough in the draft. They didn't bring any in any wide receivers after we spent an entire offseason saying they have to replace Sammy Watkins. Thomas. And the answer for that is Josh Gordon, I guess. So maybe if you get something from Josh Gordon, Uh, if he opens up the offense in any way, uh, I, I, I don't really know. It it, it feels like to me, it kind of feels like this is what it is. And I think they're going to have explosive games still. I think they're going to have games like the second half against Washington, where, They look unstoppable, and I think there's going to be a lot of ups and downs the rest of the season. Like, see, like I I think think that that example of
2: I just don't think they're I just don't think they're good. I think that example of the Washington game in the second half is something that that could be consistent. Like, I think like it was methodical. They had some explosive plays, but it was methodical and and slow. That can be more consistent until teams feel the need to get out of it. That's also one of the worst secondaries in the
3: NFL. Yeah, and it's a pass funnel. I, and I want to be clear, like, I'm not saying the Chiefs are bad and everything's doom and gloom and it's over and this era of football is over for the Chiefs. I don't believe any of that. I still think they can win the Super Bowl this year. Like, the AFC is super wide open, and I think that they're bad right now, but I'm not counting them out because they still have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and Andy Reid and a defense that, as we'll talk about here in just a second, I think is improving significantly over recent weeks. I just wonder if the explosive, exciting, greatest show on turf-esque era of Chiefs football, I do wonder if that has come to an end. And we're going to be looking back on this three to five years from now and saying that was basically like 2018 to 2020 was that era of Chiefs football. And they still may have a ton of success in front of them. Super Bowls, plural, in front of them. It's just going to look different. All of the Tom Brady eras, if you want to call it that, they were a little different. In the early 2000s, that was a defensive first team. In the late 2000s, that was all about offense and beating the hell out of everybody with an explosive high-powered offense. By the early 2010s, they had changed it completely to being a tight-end based offense. And then in the late 2010s, it was more run-based. They were very much Tom Brady led, but they had a, a big-time running game. So I do think you're going to get multiple versions of the Patrick Mahomes led chiefs, much like you did with Tom Brady in new England. And I just wonder if we're kind of transitioning right now into whatever the next era is going to look like. And I, right now, I don't know what it's going to look like. So I think we might be in the middle of that and it's hard for us to get a grasp on what that looks like, because I think it's hard for the chiefs to get a grasp on what it's going to look like right now. Yeah. Sorry I don't, for I, don't the conversation, though. Yeah,
2: I don't think, yeah, I don't think we're out there. Yeah. I don't think we've, I don't I, I'm not ready to say that
3: that we're we've
2: moved past that electrifying, fun, uh, high, high impact, high play, uh, big play offense that the Chiefs were. And and, and so I don't, I'm not ready to say that they have thrown that that we've passed that element and they got to start winning differently. I'm not ready to say that at this point yet. But you did bring up the defense. And we do when the Chiefs have the ball. Now we'll do when uh, when the Packers have the ball without Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is a starter.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
2: Um, I, listen, I don't care who's the starter. I don't care who they play. Um, it feels like the way people are reacting to this defense is just muscle memory of what they believe this they've seen. They've seen a bad start to the season, and they were rough uh, in in the early in the early part of the season, especially against Baltimore. They were rough uh, in, in the early part of the season. Uh, against teams. The Eagles was a game. They were rough in a game. Uh, like, like They were rough early in the season. But if you start to look at what they've done the last month, this defense is growing, improving, and getting much, much better. And I can say, I don't care. It was the Giants. They have 17 points and seven in the second half. They've been keeping teams down in the second half. Uh, this is 17 points in the second half. Uh, I'm sorry, 14 points in the second half over the last four games they've played. They've been holding team down in the second half. They have not been the reason this team has struggled. They have not been the reason that this team has had close games and had to sit there on Monday night football to an inferior team like the Giants and, and, and nail bite it. It's not been the defense that, that's been the reason. So we've got to stop with the muscle memory. It's so easy to just say the Chiefs defense suck and they stink because you've seen
3: them in the be- – that's not what they've been the last month. They haven't. And if you're looking at what's changed for them specifically, it's the running game. I mean, they put Nick Bolton in, and suddenly they've got actually a pretty darn good run defense. Over the last three weeks, they've allowed 9,403 and 72 rushing yards. I know the Giants is not a team that you look at and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, Devontae Booker, he's going to run all over you. Yeah, I get it. But in the past, Devontae Booker, you know what he would have done against this Chiefs defense? Run all over you. They were able to shut down Derrick Henry in a way that most teams haven't this season And man, if you're looking right now at what the league leaders are in tackles for loss, here's the complete list of NFL defenders that have more tackles for loss this year than Nick Bolton. Hassan Reddick, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, end of list. That's it. He has nine tackles for loss this year. He is making explosive plays behind the line of scrimmage against the run. I know he's got his deficiencies. I understand all of them. I watched them in college. So I Trust me, I've seen what he cannot do against the pass. But stop telling me what he can't do. Start watching what he is doing. Because he's changing the way that this defense is able to play against the run. He himself has made the Chiefs go from one of the worst run defenses in the history of the game to an adequate run defense. They're not great, but they're solid against the run right now. And him getting into the lineup has changed that for them. He needs to continue being in the lineup and that's one thing this week specifically against the Packers when they don't have Aaron Rodgers Ron you got to keep him in there and you got to make sure you've got your best run defense out there because the Packers are going to try to run all over you
2: yeah I mean he is the what the AFC defensive uh, rookie of the week uh, this week that's right good for you nickled which means this is a week he doesn't have to use condoms Um, uh, (laughs) that's obviously a rule there if you win For rookies, if you win defensive (laughs) player of the week, Um, you are absolved of having to use any kind of condom. So good for for Nick. Nick Bolton's all about football, man. He's going to win it again this month, too. You're damn right he is. Should be an enjoyable week for Nick uh, with that that clause there. But, no, I I just – like, it's just – we've got to stop and start looking and watching. And I know many people who talk about the defense haven't been really watching the games and just look up there and look at the score, and look at it. Like, this is a defense that is, like, generally what we have felt, like the offense is is there to help them, and even the offense is there to help their deficiencies. Their offense is hurting them. Like, the offense is putting them routinely in bad situations. The offense is not scoring at times, many times. And and they are still holding up and making plays. They've been turning the ball over more, getting turnovers more. So, I, like, I, just stop with the muscle memory with this defense. This defense is is improving and starting to make a turn here. And I think you said it about you're just talking about Nick Bolton. Maybe Nick Bolton is taking that Reggie Ragland role of 2019, and they're starting to make moves moves there. Um, they made a signing this week with Melvin Ingram. Which to me one it screams. I said it last week. I thought that would be a, a good move. It's not going to set the world on fire, but I think it's an improvement. But the big thing it does to me, BK inserted, is can we stop with this Chris Jones experiment? Like I, I was I was skeptical of it from the beginning. You're taking him away from where he's been an all-pro. Can you leave him there? you have another player now that I think you've got to feel a little bit more confidence in. Uh, I don't know why he's wearing number 24. Uh, a, a big King Griffey Jr. fan, I believe. But Kobe. Sure. He um,
1: said it was because of Kobe
2: today. Yeah, but I think he really meant King Griffey Jr. Um, Seattle, not number 30 with the Reds. But, but I think it, I think that's the big thing that that move makes is you have somebody you have to feel confident about that can play on the outside and you can move Chris Jones back to defensive tackle where he needs to be.
3: Yeah, I think it's really smart. I think it made a lot of sense. If you're looking at the process of it, it's not gr- a great look for oh, no. Brett Veach because you he too, too. signed Alex Okafor instead of signing Melvin Ingram in the offseason – and then he released a defensive end that was on their roster who is now the replacement for Melvin Ingram up in Pittsburgh and then decided to trade away a sixth round pick to bring Melvin Ingram here to Kansas City because the Chiefs had a need at the position where he would have just played beforehand. So, it again, not a great look for him. However, if you're just looking at it in a vacuum, it's a smart move. They need a defensive end help. They needed somebody to come in and give them consistent pressure. And Melvin Ingram can do that. He's not a perfect player, but he's a good one. It does allow you to get better at two spots. This reminds me of what I said last week about Juan Thornhill starting. Juan Thornhill starting allows you not only to get better at the back end, but it also allows you to put Tyron Matthew in the positions where he's going to have the most success. Melvin Ingram playing a defensive end makes you better at that spot. And also it allows you, as you said, Ron, to put Chris Jones back in the interior where he probably should have been all year. I understood why they wanted to do this. Jaron Reed has had a very good NFL career. He just hasn't had any success with the Chiefs this year. He's not the player I expected him to be. You asked us if he was certified or an imposter. He's an imposter. I mean, I I think we can say that pretty clearly at that point in time. We're halfway through the season and he has had very little impact on what the Chiefs have done. Tershawn Wharton's been better. Colin Saunders has more splash plays. And Derek Naughty overall is better against the run. Now Chris Jones is better than him. It's probably your fifth best defensive tackle right now. Um, So that was a failed experiment, clearly. But they were able to correct it. And kudos to Brett Veach. I will say this. A lot of general managers would not have admitted their mistake. They would have stayed strong and said, you know what? No, we're going to hold through this. He was, he was willing to admit his mistake, and he did so at the trade deadline. So, smart move by him. They got better up front with this.
2: Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how this works out with number 24 out there. Uh, you got to believe it's, it's, it's better than the production they've been getting. And if it makes Chris Jones back to being a dominant force, then that, that, that makes sense. The, the, the one other thing I have when the, uh, when the Packers have the ball is, when the Packers have the ball, uh, I think that Dan Sorensen should not touch the field. In fact, I think when anyone has the ball, uh, any team, anyone in the game, anytime the ball is in play, Dan shouldn't be on the field. In fact, I would go as far as if I were Andy Reid to make Dan inactive so that Steve Spagnola doesn't even get the itch. Uh, Dan's, uh, Dan's just bad now. And like, I don't think Dan, and Dan seems like a stand-up guy. Uh, but some of the stuff he does, I almost think that, that, that he's throwing the game like that. He's got money on it and he's practicing the, the spread or something because he's just doing football, stupid stuff. That doesn't make sense. I mean, they literally gave up the one touchdown they gave up in the second half. Uh, he just did something that he just wasn't – I mean, just nobody would think to do. They literally have everything set up and designed for him to do one thing, and he refused to do it and then gave up a touchdown. And everyone on the field knew it. Lewis Riddick almost got down out of the booth and went down there in one of those uh, booger mobiles to go after Dan Sorensen and to let his ass have it because it was ridiculous. Like, I, I don't think he should play special teams. I don't trust Dan Sorensen to play special teams. I think he'll I think he'll run into the kicker. Uh, I think he'll get a 15-yard <laughs> penalty for a punt. I think he'll just jump off sides. I don't trust Dan Sorensen. He's no longer Dirty Dan. I don't trust clean Dan Sorensen on the field at all.
3: Divine Dan, not your guy? No. Uh, I... I'm not willing to go that far, but I get your point, and I do. I think- no, 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 no. You don't get it. If you're not willing to go that far,
2: <laughs> you don't get it. He should not. I don't want us I don't think he should be on the field. I don't know. You're doing just nothing. I agree. Stuff.
1: I agree. Leave him at home. But cut him. Cut no, him. No, he's cut
2: him. I was gonna say he could stay there, but you're right. No, because somehow
3: Steve will try to sneak him in or something. Or Dave and this is will- this is where I wanted to come in. I do think it's officially time to have a conversation about the guys that Steve Spagnuolo just can't help himself with. Um, Some of the decision-making this year when it comes to who is seeing the field is, is just really puzzling. I mean, you go back to the opening week lineup and it's like, man, they were wrong. And listen, like they, they got a tough job, but they were wrong on almost all of these calls. If you look at safety, Daniel Sorensen over Juan Thornhill. Well, That clearly was wrong. Uh, At cornerback, Mike Hughes starting for them over Rashad Fenton. Fenton's just a better football player than Mike Hughes, and he should be out there every time over Mike Hughes. Hughes, frankly, shouldn't see the field the same way that Daniel Sorensen shouldn't see the field. I don't know. I think it's pretty close. Uh, defensive end going with Chris Jones there instead of kicking him inside. Now, I agreed with that one, so I got to admit the loss on that as well, but that was clearly, looking back, the wrong move. Not having Nick Bolton in the starting lineup over Anthony Hitchens at the mic, clearly the wrong move. You know what's maybe the worst of all of them right now is Willie Gay not starting early on in the season. He's looking excellent since his return. And so you you look at some of these decisions, and it's just – I guess it's confusing to me as to why they are getting these so consistently wrong. And it's a lot of the young guys that are being held back behind veterans that should be in the right place at the right time. If they end up going back this week to Anthony Hitchens at the mic, I might lose it, man. Because Nick Bolton is just better. He's better right now than Anthony Hitchens. I know you want him to set you up, Hitchens, but... Let him play the, the Will. Let him play the Sam. Let him play somewhere else. Nick Bolton's been so good. Don't make yourself worse again at two positions by putting the lesser player out there. Why does Hitchens have to play? I mean, he could play special. Teams. Oh, Spag's
1: yeah. going to put him in there. He, the he's, he
3: basically said today he's back to starting at Mike. I, mean, I don't, I, I really, I can't explain that one. That one does not make any sense to me. At least yeah, it, I could well, have listened has to com- his thought process on some of these. That one does not make sense. No, that one makes, feels like going to Sorensen over Thornhill.
2: I was going to say, it makes sense to you if you watch what he did with Sorensen and Thornhill. Uh, and I, I mean, I'd rather have Shenard Hearts out here. I mean, there's, there's just plenty of places to go other than that. All right, we've got to get to the game. And in, in, in this one I feel like we might have some people thinking some, some crazy stuff. The game that is sweeping the nation. You're certified, right? Let's get you
1: certified.
2: I'm an imposter. And this week, for the first time ever, Patrick Mahomes. Is he certified or imposter? But I want to make it under this umbrella. Is Patrick Mahomes certified or an imposter when it comes to being
3: the best quarterback in the NFL? Can I ask you, I know this is a follow-up question that's me nitpicking, but I want to make sure that we're on the same page in terms of what we're specifically talking about here so I don't end up getting a bunch of Chiefs fans mad at me as a result. Are we talking about based on his performance this year or at the end of the season when you're projecting out, if you asked asked me who the quarterback is that I want? Right,
2: Right now. I'm talking about right now. From what you see right now at this point, if is I'm starting
3: served? a team, would I take him first? That's basically what you're asking?
2: I'm asking you right now, is he the best quarterback in the NFL? Right now, today, week eight into the season, what you're showing, is he is he certified or imposter when it comes to being the best quarterback
3: in the NFL right now? I don't know how Put anybody trying to make say yourself, that he is. what you say? <laughs> I don't know how anybody could say right now that he's the best quarterback in the league. The answer is no, he's an imposter if that's what you're asking.
2: I'll say He's certified. Is the best quarterback in football right right now? Yes, I, I think a lot of people still believe that. I think I think a lot of people still believe that it's that it. I don't it, even know that he's been top ten this year. I think a lot of people think to themselves like it's. I think long term, it's yeah. more. Yeah. It's more. It's more or less. He's trying too hard, and and, and that oh. may have been some of it. I think. I mean, really, I think.
1: Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, probably even. Like all of those. And Tom Brady. Have yeah, Tom Brady. Like all of those guys have been better than Mahomes this season. But yeah, I mean, if we're talking long-term ceiling, like yeah, it's still Mahomes. He's still the franchise quarterback. He's still the guy I would take ahead of anybody else. And like, and Justin Herbert was looking like that for a little bit, but he's really struggled the last few weeks. So I still think Justin Herbert is one of those dudes too, but I'm not going to call him an imposter under any circumstance. So yeah, well, here's I the thing.
3: If, you, if you're asking me what I take him, like if I'm starting a franchise, who would I take first? It, it's still Mahomes because long-term I'm betting on him because I think he's going to get out of this. But you're, if you're asking me right now, is he the best quarterback in the league today? No. Tom Brady's been better than him. Right. Kyler Murray's been better than him. Uh, Joe Burrow's been better than him. All the guys, jo- Josh Allen has been better than him this year. Like I, I just, I can't say that Mahomes has been the best when, I mean, we all watch the games on Sundays, and he hasn't even been in the top five to seven this year.
2: No, I mean, he's consistently done things that the best quarterbacks don't do. Like, like it's not just like he's played a couple of bad games. Like, he's consistently doing things that the best quarterbacks don't. Like, he had been the best quarterback, the best player in football. He looks like a completely different player. He seems to bail out. He feels pressure that isn't there. He Like, he's he's... He looks like a different player right now. Like he's an he's an imposter when it comes to that. When it comes to being the best quarterback in the NFL, that is that's like that's going it. And it took me a while. Even though his play reflected that, it took me a while to get to that point. It took me about what game was it that I just said? Maybe after after the Washington game. The, yeah, that Washington, that first half against Washington, I just said okay. I know what he did in the second half, but he is consistently just
3: just making Jameis Winston plays, and i like, the last two weeks is when I've noticed when I've kind of come around to this because I felt like he got some unjust criticism the first few weeks of the year. Some a lot of those interceptions were fluky. There's nothing fluky about what, what's happened the last two weeks, really. He's just been bad. I know the interception was a, another fluky one this week, but the interception wasn't even the worst part of his game. He was just really bad from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. so we
2: all agree, imposter. Say it all together. Pat Mahomes is an imposter. Thanks, Serta. He's uh, he's behind that. Serta just can't make himself say it under any condition, right? He, he's just always he's yeah, never I'm just going to do it. I'm just saying to do it. Yeah. No. Yeah he's Let's not it he's just not he is all right fellas they play the <laughs> packers at home jordan love the fighting jordan loves i'm gonna say they win 28 to 17 the fighting the jordan chiefs. loves no i got the chiefs uh, listen I, i've told you i believe the chiefs when they play really good football teams uh, or good football teams i mean, really good football teams i don't trust them this with Jordan Love and what I've seen of Jordan Love, this is the equivalent of the Eagles or the Giants, in, in my opinion. And I, and I think, especially at home, they will over, overwhelm them. And i got them winning 28-17. Kansas City Chiefs.
3: I've got the Chiefs winning, but I do not think they cover in this one. I think the Packers are able to cover the spread. I think it goes slightly over the 48 is the point total right now. I've got him winning 27-24. I think it's going to be a really close game. I would not be surprised if this comes down to a Patrick Mahomes game-winning drive at the end. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a rough one that a lot of Chiefs fans throughout are feeling less than optimistic about. And then in the end, they find a way to win it. Don't worry about style points. Don't listen to Ron on this one. This is a pass-fail game. Just get the win. Just get the no, win. This is
2: just You just win. And it's an embarrassment if you lose.
3: So,
1: I picked them to lose this game. And part of it is my frustration with the fact that I have picked them to win every single week of the season. You two really have. And they have let me down every time they play a good football team. And even without Aaron Rodgers, obviously the most important Green Bay Packer, I still think that their coaching is good enough. I still think that their defense can give you enough problems and their defense creates turnovers too. I still think that they can they're a talented enough overall team that they can give the Chiefs enough problems. Matt LaFleur can have a good game plan with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones that I think they're gonna be able to do enough to beat the Chiefs. If the Chiefs show up and play like they played against the New York Giants, the Packers are gonna win this football game. I picked the Packers twenty eight, twenty
2: four. All right. Sort of good for you. First timer, huh? BK has picked the Chiefs in all of the games this year, and that's all right. I'm going to be right eventually. You're right. You're right. I have. I've been right more than you two have, but whatever. Uh, who's who, who's counting it out? I'm certainly not. Uh, all right. So anything that uh, the good people of Arrowhead Pride, the listeners of Arrowhead Pride need to know about?
1: Uh, just please subscribe, rate and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network. And after the game on Sunday, me and Rocky Maganya got you immediately following the game, whether the Chiefs win or lose, no matter what, we're always here for you with the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction so- Show, so make sure you're locked into our Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook accounts. That's where you can catch us.
2: All right. Great job, Steve. Great job. I always catch you and Rocky and Pete sometimes, so uh, you all shit too as well. We've got, uh, we've got my line. I've got Scar here. Uh, one of the worst villains and uh, a real piece of S uh, in, uh, in all of, uh, of of television and film. Uh, Scar, one of the worst people to ever live in the world. I hate Scar's guts and I hate Jeffrey Irons because he was the voice of Scar and I've never liked him ever since. Uh, gets Jeremy Irons. Would I call him Jeffrey? He deserves to be Jeffrey today. We've got BK and his beautiful little dog. Who is that, Sally? Belle. She's a princess. Oh, well. Okay. And, <laughs> and are we the gonna, other dog. We're we gonna wrap this thing up or Nope. And the other dog you've been hearing going nuts is Steven Sertis, Lily. Steve's not gonna include any of this on the podcast, so I'm just gonna keep saying this until he rolls out. He'll cut all of this out. I'll give you good space. I all easy. right, that's mm-hmm. show and BK on the Chiefs, which Steve Sertis is doing a great job. We are out.
3: Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.